This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, so we've had a message come in from Phil. Okay, dogs. Phil has said this. Hi guys, I've been listening to BarkCast for a while and really enjoying it. Following on from your keep a dog on a leash, We've been doing that with our golden, I guess it's a golden retriever, not just a golden something, and seeing some good progress. But okay. at what stage can we go back to letting him off? How long does it take? Thanks, Phil. Right. Good question, Phil. Thanks for that. There's a couple of things in terms of whether we're having the dog on leash generally speaking around the house, which is something I kind of advocate with puppies and new dogs and what have you. And then there's having the dog on the leash when we're out and about, not letting them run free when we're trying to practice a recall. The key part of your question is how long does it take? What's the timeline? There isn't one. There's no, it takes three days, three weeks, three months. It takes as long as it takes, which no off the bat doesn't sound particularly helpful, but let's work through this in, in stages. The analogy I will often use when people ask how long does it take to train my dog is how long does it take for you to learn a new language? I don't think it was how to train the dog. I think no, it was no, just, just about the leash. leash. Oh, are you just making a point about asking people asking silly questions like how long does something take? How long is a piece of string kind of thing? Twice the distance from the middle to the end. Anyway, in terms of the language analogy, if we want, you've just worked that out. Yeah. I was about to say, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you were right. Yeah. We, um, no, in terms of, yeah, how long does it take to teach my dog something? It depends. In the same way, how long does it take for me to become fluent in Thai? We've been here, what, 17 years? Are we fluent yet? No, long story. So, but if you put in the, it's, that's just because we're lazy, predominantly. But if you put the hours, the work and the effort in, obviously that timeline drops. So, two things. If we're talking about having my dog off leash, just generally around the house, when we're home and what have you, with the dog, then that can happen pretty quickly. Because you'll start to see on a day-to-day, even hour-by-hour basis, that the dog is being a bit more engaging with you and following you and working with you a bit more freely. So you'll probably go from dog is on leash attached to me as I spend my days to dog is on leash but I maybe drop the leash and the dog is following me or just hanging with me to the point where I'm not using the leash and so the dog can indeed be off. If I'm talking about being out and about and going for walks and doing some healing practice and trying to get my dog to come back, again, I'll go through the same process. To begin with, if I'm using the leash a lot, like, hey, Rover, come back, and they're not listening, and I'm having to guide them with the leash, they're clearly not ready to be off leash because without it, they would just carry on going. So I'd still need to work that process. If I'm getting to a position where I can say, hey, Rover, come here, and the dog will stop what they're doing and at very least turn to check in with me and then maybe come back, then I can start to see that we're, we're kind of getting somewhere. And in terms of having using a leash around the house, I would use a normal six foot standard dog leash that you would all think about. If I was going out for walks, depending on where I was going and what I was doing, I might use a long line, like a 15, 20 foot leash. So at least the dog's got a bit more freedom to express themselves and go and sniff and what have you. But ultimately, I still have control 
by either hanging on to the end of the leash or stepping on it if I need to. Right. You've got a lot of questions. Yes, I have a lot of questions because I feel that you've rambled on for three minutes there. I'm, I'm good with that. No, I know. But the problem is, is you kind of, you answered 84 different questions in the, those three minutes. And I think I'm, I'm here to, um, I was trying to think of a really cool world. world, world. <laughs> I was trying to think of a really cool word. How's that working out for you? It's not going well. <laughs> to simplify what you just said. So can we break it down and sure. let's start with, forget lengths of leashes mm -hmm. right now. Phil's question was, he's been walking with his dog on a leash, his golden retriever, I'm assuming. He didn't write retriever, a bit lazy we'll go Phil. With it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When would be a good time, so what are the key points that he's achieved or the, 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 the KPIs that he's achieved when walking his dog not in the house with your six-foot leash and all that sort of stuff. Just out and about. Out yep. and about. He's walking his dog. When or what are the KPIs that he reaches that he can then say, right, Goldie, off, off you, you go. go. Right. Uh, simply put, you've got to test the theory here. So is my dog in a position that they're going to listen to me? So yes, I will start with them on leash. And if I can say, hey, Rover come here, obviously I'm assuming the golden is called something different, but we'll just run with it for now. Hey Rover, come here. If the dog will stop, turn, come back to you and engage with you, just from you saying, hey Rover, come here, say at least nine times out of 10, then you're well on your way to, oh, okay, the dog's now paying attention. So we are getting to that point where I can let the dog off leash. Stop, you just said, get to the point where we're letting the dog off leash. My question to you, and I'm about to get angry with you, and I'm pointing at you. And I like it when you get angry. But I'm just trying to get the answer answered in the simplest fashion, because I know that you are in a very intelligent dog trainer guru. Wait, However, sorry, what, who, what? <laughs> Phil and I... I'm just filling in. And I, oh, <laughs> uh, Phil and I, I'm, I'm putting Phil in my category. All he wants to know is, when can he let his dog off the lead? Now, you, you can let his dog off the leash when he's getting the responses that he wants. That's with, the answer with, I wanted four minutes ago. Yeah, but we've got 20 minutes to fill, so I just... <laughs> we can come up with other questions. Just answer the questions succinctly. When, succinctly. The, thank you. You're that welcome. That was the word I was looking for ages Four ago. minutes ago, right. <laughs> you can let the dog off leash when you're getting the response from the dog that you want without having to use the leash to get that response. If I'm having to tug on the leash and guide them back to me when I call them, they're not coming back on their own. Ergo, if you call them without the leash, they're gonna keep doing whatever they want to do. So, and in terms of now going back to that, that timeline, I can't give you a specific days, weeks, months, hours, whatever, because it just depends how much work you're putting in. In terms of, and you'll love me for this, using the, the KPI analogy is perhaps a better one, because there are certain benchmarks that you want to see certain number of responses that you want to see before you start moving up in levels. Good. Now you You're welcome. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, nine out of 10 times- As a ballpark, but yes. Rover Goldie comes back. Okay, can I expand on that quickly? No, I, I would like you, Russell, could you expand on that please? That's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? So for example, uh, what day is it today? Friday, I take my dog out in the morning. We're gonna go for a walk. I on any 20, 30 minute walk, I would be practicing recalls roughly about 100 times, maybe 200, which sounds like an awful, awful lot, but they add up really quickly. And it's not about, when we think of recall, what are you thinking? 
you're thinking the dog's way over yonder and I go, Rover, come back here and avoid all the people and all of that and just come back to me. Recall is just getting your dog to stop what they're doing and look at you and come to you. When I think of recall, I think the dog running off, chasing a ball, picking up the tennis ball and coming back to me. Yeah, and actually using the ball to play a game, fetch or a frisbee and what have you, is a very good way to teach recall. Thank you. Because ultimately what you're looking to do, and this is obviously with any behavior, is what does the dog want out of this? They might want the ability to go and chase that ball and play this particular game. So I can show the dog, hey, if you go and get this fuzzy green ball for me and bring it back, we can keep doing this. It's a good game for them. They enjoy it. It helps to reinforce that coming back to you is a good thing. A lot of the time, we let the dog off. It runs around. We're screaming and shouting, trying to get it back. And when we finally do, we put it on leash and we take it home. We therefore end play. So why would I want to come back to you when it means the end of play? If we can show them coming back means I get to play more, then coming back to me is just a stopgap. I get extra rewards. Maybe I get a treat. Maybe I get a fuss. And I get to go chase the ball and get to go and sniff and do what I want to do again. Coming back to Phil in terms of that timeline if we're practicing and running some recall drills every time I go out with my dog, the time it takes for you to see change drops dramatically. If you're just trying to recall your dog a couple of times when they're off leash running around sniffing, you're facing a massive uphill battle. So in terms of a, a quick snapshot, I'll go out in the morning on leash, I'll let my dog have a sniff and he's sniffing the trees and the grass and what have you. I'll keep the leash nice and loose and say, hey Rover, Come here. If my dog doesn't do it, I can gently guide them back to me. The result is always gonna be the same. They're always gonna end up back with me. The choice is, are you gonna do it on your own volition or do I need to help you? If you do it on your own volition, I'm gonna give you a, a couple of rewards. I might give you a fuss, I might give you a treat if my dog's food driven, and bonus, go off, you can go and sniff again. And I'm just gonna to continue to continually do that throughout the walk. Plus some other bits and pieces, you know, get them to sit and and what have you, just having some fun with them. But as a, in terms of a recall process, that's what I would be doing. Going for a walk, playing, training, there is no difference between those three things. They are all the same. So going for a walk is a good 15, 30 minute, however long you're going out, that's a training session. So use it. Phil is using it from his message. He's, and he's, by and the sounds of it, doing the work, which is great. He's doing the work in. And I think the question is, is, is you, you how said, much longer do I have to do this for? My question to Phil is, if you no, no, went... No, 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 hang on, no, no, hang on. No, 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 don't no, give Phil I, a question. No, no, yeah, I've got to give Phil a question here. He's not For example, answer. yes, he is. Because he can message us back, you see. Phil, quick one for you. If you were to go out, say, for another five walks with your dog, and you were to, on each walk, maybe easy number, 50 times, call your dog back to you, how many times would they actually come back without you having to help, i.e. by guiding them on the leash? If it's a case of, yeah, it's about a 50-50 split, then they're not ready. If it's a case of, you know, 40, 45 times out of 50, my dog stops what they're doing, turns to look at me and comes to me, then I would say, great, you're almost there. Sorry, what was the, the ratio of 50? I, was, I wasn't listening. 40, 45 times out of 50. Okay. How far is a recall going to tick one of those 40 to 45? So I don't care if it's 2 feet, 20 feet, 200 feet. Okay. I feel he's getting angry. 
<laughs> I don't, I'm not sure no, what you feel. I think it might be me today. Yeah. No, the, the point with recall is, and the, the distance question is a good one, to be fair, because most of the time, all we're ever trying to do is have the dog further and further away, but still getting the, the response that we want. But there's no harm in the dog being three feet away and you recalling him back to you. All right, and then the next one, he's 30 feet. The next one, he's 10 feet. So you're just mixing it up. So by creating that variance of picture for the dog, it doesn't matter where you are in relation to them. The end result is always the same. What a golden... I've never had a golden retriever. Oh, did I? I did have a golden retriever once. Lovely, very fluffy. What are they like with training? So... What, what, on the, if we were looked to one of those books when at the vets, what, yeah, yeah. what star out of five does oh, it get? They would probably end up with a four star. A four star? Yeah. So, I mean, they, again, sweeping judgment that they're very affable, lovely dogs, very engaging, love attention, love you know, being with people and engaging with people, and are also pretty food-driven as a big sweeping generalizing judgment on Goldens. So, yeah, you do get some dogs that are outside of that remit, but as a general rule, that's what you'll get with a Golden. So, we've... Sorry, I'm just laughing at Bree, who's with us today in the studio here at he's loving, he's loving He's the loving sofa. the sofa chair. Yeah. That I'm a little bit disappointed that one you wanted to sit on it, and yes. two I was thought I was going to get it today, but no, Bree's got it. Yeah. Go to Russell's Facebook page, and we have to see a lovely picture of Bree on his chair now, yes. the Bree chair. Anyway, let's get back to Phil's question. So, fifty times out on a walk, a little bit of a recall, and if it's not a little bit, it's a lot of a lot. Okay, a lot of recalling going on, and after forty-five times, it does come back as a it mm -hmm. rover the goldie comes back you'll then say right go for it off you go so at, at some look at some point the training wheels have got to come off at some point we have to test we're always learning Russell. we're always learning every right? day is a school day <clears throat> every Russ. day is a school day and that's worth bearing in mind so a yep every day is a school day b i'm now in a position where yet yeah, i've been for the last you know five six walks i've been doing endless recall drills and my dog is really pretty smart coming back loads maybe the odd one or two times isn't coming back the only question i want to ask then is okay on those times when my dog didn't come back what was the reason was it just that they were particularly interested in a smell was there a cat was there a couple of dogs was there a, a child on a skateboard was there a, a particularly distracting thing that was what was preventing my dog from coming back and usually once you start working down the process that's what happens. It just so happens something comes along which is now a bit too interesting for my dog. That, yeah, hang on, Dad, I, I understand what you mean about Rover come back, but this over here is still actually really interesting. So I'm still going to have to help. And if that's the case, and I can identify what that trigger is, then when I'm going out for my walks, I want to find those triggers. Okay, you're moving on to, to, to something else, I feel right now but it, it all relates to oh, no, no, no. how long will it take for me to get my dog off leash totally understand it relates to it so what we're trying to say to phil is look if you're up to that 45 times out of 50 it was nine out of ten we've jumped up to 50 times and 45 i'm not sure if that ratio is correct but well, i said go i'm out, doing the math i said go that. out five times and if you're doing it ten times per walk do you want me to do the math for you no you or? said go out ten times if he comes back nine times out of ten then that's good Sorry, I can't help it. Bree's kicking <laughs> off pillows now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But my point being is once he's done that, then if there are times when the dog isn't coming back, that's when he has to hide or, or work out what the reasons, what the triggers are. Yeah. And then 
send us another message and then we can do that as another Bartcast. Uh, we could, but the, the simplistic part of that is, look, you've got to work with your dog in a situation. So if every time my dog sees a cat or another dog, which is quite a big trigger point, they don't come back, they don't listen, they lose their marbles. Fine. So those are, is my dog ready to go off leash? Apparently not. If there's cats around. If there's cats or dogs around and we never know when they're going to appear. True. So my dog isn't ready to be off leash. But I do need to work in that environment. So when I'm going out for a walk, if my dog's coming back 10 times out of 10, that's brilliant. But just walking around my estate when there's no cats and no dogs isn't helping. Go to the beach, go somewhere else, go and find dogs and cats, but run the same drills, the same exercises of calling Rover back. It might be more difficult to begin with, but it will improve over time. Time being the key part of the question here. But the more we do it, you'll start to see more responses from the dog. And then you start to get to a point where, yes, Rover can indeed be off leash and I don't have to worry about it. Cool. I think you've answered the question. No, I know I, you have. Because you're looking I, angry I, at me I, now. I, I like to think I have. Angry. You have answered the question. And I've been a little bit facetious today. You're having a good day, aren't you? I'm having a lovely day here at <laughs> Canine Point Academy. <laughs> I'm just upset because Bree's taken my sofa. The, the, you've got the comfy chair. Mm. And is enjoying it. Anyway, thanks for the question, Phil. And thank you, Phil. Thank you, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.